Good morning, everyone. Hope you're doing well today. Uh, good morning. Hope you're doing well today. We are going to read Psalm 78, uh, but it's a really long one. So I'm actually going to read and then I'm going to skip a little bit and then read uh, to the end. So Psalm 78, verse 1. My people, hear my teaching. Listen to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth with a parable. I will utter things, things from of old, things we have heard and known things our ancestors have told us. We will not hide them from their descendants. We will tell the next generation the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, his power and the wonders he has done. He decreed statutes for Jacob and established the law in Israel, which he commanded our ancestors to teach their children so the next generation would know them, even the children yet to be born, and they in turn would tell their children. Then they would put their trust in God and would not forget his deeds, but would keep his commands. They would not be like their ancestors, a stubborn and rebellious generation whose hearts were not loyal to God, whose spirits were not faithful to him. The men of Ephraim, though armed with bows, turned back on the day of battle. They did not keep God's covenant and refused to live by his law. They forgot what he had done, the wonders he had shown them. He did miracles in the sight of their ancestors in the land of Egypt in the region of Zoan. He divided the sea and led them through. He made the water stand up like a wall. He guided them with the cloud by day and with light from the fire all night. He split the rocks in the wilderness and gave them water as abundant as the seas. He brought streams out of a rocky crag and made water flow down like rivers. But they continued to sin against him, rebelling in the wilderness against the Most High. They willfully put God to the test by demanding the food they craved. They spoke against God. They said, can God really spread a table in the wilderness? True, he struck the rock and water gushed out. Streams flowed abundantly. But can he also give us bread? Can he supply meat for his people? When the Lord heard them, he was furious. His fire broke out against Jacob and his wrath rose against Israel, for they did not believe in God or trust in his deliverance. Yet he gave a command to the skies above and opened the doors of the heavens. He rained down manna for the people to eat. He gave them the grain of heaven. Human beings ate the bread of angels. He sent them all the food they could eat. He let loose the east wind from the heavens and by his power made the south wind blow. He rained meat down on them like dust, birds like sand on the seashore. He made them come down inside their camp, all around their tents. They ate till they were gorged. He had given them what they craved. But before they turned from what they craved, even while the food was still in their mouths, God's anger rose against them. He put to death the sturdiest among them, cutting down the young men of Israel. In spite of all this, they kept on sinning. In spite of his wonders, they did not believe. So he ended their days in futility and their years in terror. Whenever God slew them, they would seek him. They eagerly turned to him again. They remembered that God was their rock, that God Most High was their Redeemer. But then they would flatter him with their mouths, lying to him with their tongues. Their hearts were not loyal to him. They were not faithful to his covenant. Yet he was merciful. He forgave their iniquities and did not destroy them. Time after time he restrained his anger and did not stir up his full wrath. He remembered that they were but flesh, a passing breeze that does not return. Now I'm going to skip a few verses down to verse 62. He gave his people over to the sword. He was furious with his inheritance. Fire consumed their young men and their young women had no wedding songs. Their priests were but were put to the sword and their widows could not weep. 
Then the Lord awoke as from sleep, as a warrior awakes from the stupor of wine. He beat back his enemies. He put them to everlasting shame. Then he rejected the tents of Joseph. He did not choose the tribe of Ephraim, but he chose the tribe of Judah, Mount Zion, where he loved, which he loved. He built his sanctuary like the heights, like the earth that he established forever. He chose David his servant and took him from the sheep pens. From tending the sheep he brought him to be the shepherd of his people Jacob, of Israel his inheritance. And David shepherded them with integrity of heart. With skillful hands he led them. Uh, this is a long psalm with a lot in it, uh, but the message is pretty straightforward and simple. Asaph begins by letting us know that this is a psalm of instruction. We're to pay attention because he's going to reveal something to us about God and about how we should live before him. We will tell the next generation the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, his power and the wonders he's done. We're charged to pass down the stories of our faith, to be sure the next generation knows the awesomeness of God, to tell these stories to our children. In addition to that, God's people are also charged with passing down his commands. He declared statutes for Jacob and established the law in Israel, which he commanded our ancestors to teach our children so the next generation would know them. Asaph's message to us is to be sure to pass on the commands of the Lord to the next generation. Be sure to tell them who he is and how we are to follow him. Our primary obligation to our children and to all the upcoming generation is to ensure that they know who God is and what he's done, and also to know who we are and what we are to do. After reminding us of some of the wonderful things God has done, uh, the psalmist goes on to narrate the sad story of how the people of Israel failed to do what he told them to and the terrible consequences that followed. They weren't satisfied with his loving care, always wanted something more. They didn't follow his law, instead preferring their own ways. Asaph summarized their sin by saying, for they did not believe in God or trust in his deliverance. That, that was it. Their sinful behavior and wickedness came from not trusting God and from, for, and from forgetting what he'd done in the past. They thought they knew better. Or they thought that maybe he didn't have their best interest in mind. Or that he wasn't just or loving or good. And they didn't remember all the wonderful things that he'd done, revealing his love and mercy. And that's what led them into sin and rebellion. And that's what led them into punishment and misery. True, they did tend to get the message when things went badly for them, and they'd repent. Um, but then they would turn back again. Their hearts were not loyal to him. They were not faithful to the covenant. Yet he was merciful. He forgave their iniquities and did not destroy them. Time after time he restrained his anger and did not set up his full wrath. He remembered that they were but flesh. So we praise God for his mercy and his patience. We take the message to heart and learn the lessons that Israel failed to get. Seek God and obey his word and pass down that knowledge to the next generation. If we don't train them in the ways of God, then they'll be vulnerable to the same doubts and sins that ruined Israel. If a generation arises which does not honor the Lord or trust him, we will have to give an answer. We have been charged to tell our children of the wonderful deeds of God, the things that he's done in our life and the things that he's done in history and in the scriptures. We are to pass that down and we're also to pass down the commands of what it is to walk with him, how we are to follow him. We're to instruct another generation in his ways, lest they forget, unless they begin to doubt his goodness and then be led into the temptations of sin. Father, this is a solemn psalm of wisdom and instruction. Help us to get the lesson 
Help us to not only pursue you and seek you and obey you and worship you, but help us to pass down our love of you and our knowledge of you to our children and to all who come in the next generation. There's so many forces are raised against our young, false philosophies, enticements to pleasure, distorted views of who you are. Help us to pass on to, to them what you have shown us of who you are and what you have done and of who we are and what you require of us. Amen.